thinking something's wrong here, Wanda. Hey, I'm Derek. And I'm Noah, and you're listening to A Bite Of. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it, oh, one nibble at a time. And we are currently enjoying WandaVision, just like mostly everybody else, (laughs) hopefully. Everybody must love WandaVision. (laughs) We said so. Interesting thing. So one of our listeners has been listening to us for quite a long time. She messaged us and was like, I tried to watch WandaVision, didn't really do it. I unplugged for a little bit, and then I listened to your two episodes on it and then they started watching it again <laughs> i like the little thing that she said at the end thank you for showing me the way i'm like oh cool i know that was a really 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 nice message and if we can just bring people over to enjoying wandavision at the same time well what a bonus yeah i know i'm liking a lot <laughs> so before we get into the episode just wanted to remind everybody we got merch now we have a patreon going and also now a discord so if you want to chat directly with us and other people that are liking the same thing a variety of things. It doesn't have to just be WandaVision. Find it down below in the description for the episode or our website. Yeah, we were like, we're going to do some new things in January. And then we decided we're going to do all of the new things in January. (laughs) We are kicking 2021 off with some good stuff. And the Discord is really fun. I'm loving connecting with people and sharing tons of memes and GIFs and photos and just being silly billies. I like it a lot. Yeah. So Me too. abideofpod.com or just scroll down into the description. You can find links to all of that stuff. Boom, baby. So before we start talking about this week's most current episode of WandaVision, we, of course, like to take a look back. So let's recap WandaVision episode two, Don't Touch That Dial, which to say is that these episodes now have titles to them, which is very exciting. Yeah, whenever the first two episodes came out, there was no titles. It was just episode one and two. So it was like, okay, when I do the description, I'm going to match what the episode was so that way people know. And then when we went to go look at the third one, I was like, what the, there's now titles? Okay. What the heck, (laughs) you tricky tricksters. (laughs) Uh, In the last episode, we were still in black and white and we see Vision and Wanda practicing for a magic show. And of course, this town talent show is the biggest thing to happen. It's for the children. And of course, we just see Wanda wanting to fit in again. Yep, her whole goal in this one. And by the end of the episode, Surprise? Wanda's pregnant? It's, I mean, comic book readers know that this is not something that's unfamiliar to Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. aka Wanda. Her children just appear out of nowhere. Because, <laughs> you know, Vision's an android. He can't yeah. make babies. And it's, a, you know, you would think family planning is a conversation that happens between the entire family, but surprise for Vision as well. <laughs> not even just us. She said, by the way, I'm pregnant and we're in living color. Yeah. Why so, not? Yeah. <laughs> Color was brought into now WandaVision. So that brings us to this next episode. That's right. Of course, spoiler alert. If you have not watched the third episode of WandaVision, stop here. Go watch it. Come back. And that's it. So let us take an official bite of WandaVision episode three titled Now in Color. We're taking a journey through television history in this in the introduction of color and studio audiences and practical effects. It's awesome. And of course, this one is set in the 70s and It really seems to be taking a big chunk of its inspiration, especially in the look of the home that they're living in from the Brady Bunch. It's like almost exactly the Brady Bunch house. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the AstroTurf, the exact staircase going up Mm -hmm. the banister. It's 
pretty incredible. So of course, I like to give a little backstory to the sitcom that it's based on. So the Brady Bunch ran from 1969 to 74. And the story, it's like, it's a story of a lovely lady who is bringing up three very lovely girls. Uh, All of them had hair of gold like their mother. And the youngest one was in curls. Um, Then there's a story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own. (laughs) They were four men living all together. Yet they were all alone. But until the one day when the lady met this fellow and they knew it was much more than a hunch. And this group, they'd somehow form a family. That's the way they all became the Brady Bunch. Yep. So it's a found family, you know, mixing families, blended family, if you will. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, you have those classic lines like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Uh-huh. You have the amazing people that are in that house outside of the Brady's. It's just, it's so iconic. Yeah. And one of the most iconic things about that show is the theme song. And I thought that that was the best summation of the series. So that's what I just read to all of you. <laughs> oh, that is true. That is, I, I, I was do, waiting for you to catch on. I do miss the old show's like we said, I think in the previous episode where it explains the whole premise of the show yeah. in the like 30 second intro. <laughs> and then they did like these sort of new movies in 95 and 96, the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel, which was really interesting because they took the Brady Bunch from the 70s and they placed them in the 90s. Ew. But they were like, exactly. So it was sort of like WandaVision in a sense where it was like, these characters don't belong here. Something's weird. And in the first movie, it's really funny. Mike, the father's an architect and anything that he's making a design for just looks like their house. So it's like a KFC, a Chinese food restaurant. They all just look like their house with a different sign on the front. <laughs> weird. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess it was WandaVision before WandaVision. Then. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So on to this current episode of WandaVision now. So as we do... And these episodes of WandaVision, I'm always excited to look at the intro or the theme for Mm -hmm. whatever the episode is because it changes with the era and there could possibly be a bunch of Easter eggs and just fun stuff in them. Yeah. This one, it really seemed, it wasn't necessarily like the Brady Bunch opening, but there was themes of it. Yeah, it did feel very 70s, right? Like Mm -hmm. the way WandaVision kind of spirals in and like rainbow fantastic goodness. I love seeing the different scenes of them all around the towns. Again, it sort of feels like it's explaining what's going on. Yeah, it has the feeling of the 70s, but not necessarily exactly pinpointed by the Brady Bunch. No, I I think the only thing that we get that's like the Brady Bunch is... The final part of the little montage where it has all the hexagons. Yes. Just like they would have all the squares. Right. Also, what's up with the hexagons? Holy crap. I'm just. That's right. Another six thing. There's just so many hexagons. I pointed out in the last episode with the bewitched opening, how it was like the moon and then the six stars. It made a hexagon. I was like, oh, that could be the infinity gauntlet. Now I'm like, okay, hexagon, six sides, devil. (laughs) <laughs> what if what if everything's hexagons because of hex and her hex magic and everything is all her magic i it could also be from aim because they're like people call them the beekeepers and hexagons look like honeycombs and blah, blah, blah. oh i was like america online instant messenger no uh. <laughs> <laughs> so in this opening it's really cute we see wanda reading a magazine glamorous yeah. magazine from the first episode mm-hmm. but now it's a little updated and she's using her magic to clean the house and then Vision's barbecuing, putting up a playset. Yeah. But his outfit when he's barbecuing is his colors from the comic. And then the swing set that he's setting up is the green and yellow, just like his costume. So smart. I know. So I, smart. I love, I love the one lyric in the opening that says, one plus one is more than two. Because <laughs> like, it's like they're together. And so they're going to have babies. So it's more than two. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, no, it's not. It's two. Not to be confused with um, Spice Girls, Tonight is the Night When Two Become One. Well, that's the opposite. That's the going the other way. Yeah, I know, which is cut to uh, 10-year-old Derek singing To Become One, which is a song about sex, me not knowing anything. Oh, yeah. I just now knew that. Yeah. Spice Girls, we're like, um, we know our demographic is 10-year-old girls and gay boys, but we're going to talk about sex. <laughs> so when the show opens, we get introduced to the doctor and... Checking up on Wanda. And because yep. she's full blown pregnant now, she's not just like, oh, I'm a little pregnant. She's actually pregnant. Yeah. And he puts a stethoscope to her belly and very serious listening in. He says, Yup, you're pregnant. Thanks. Yep. You can you can tell. I mean skills. <laughs> this guy has skills. And I did want to point out this guy's name. So his name is Dr. Stan Nielsen. Yeah. And so I don't know if Stan is to Stan Lee, hmm. but Nielsen is the rating system that they use for viewing on oh, TV. Yeah. So I thought it was a cool mix up between both of them. Assuming that's why they named him that. Or it could just be his name. <laughs> but <laughs> why not? There's always Easter eggs everywhere. <laughs> Everything in this show, every word spoken is an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Deal with it, people. <laughs> so Vision is then walking the doctor out mm-hmm. and he asks the doctor, hey, keep the little baby hush hush. Nobody can know. Also, yeah, duh, because she wasn't pregnant and now she's like four months pregnant. <laughs> right. And it's kind of funny because Vision himself is like going along with it. But at the same time, like, how did this happen overnight? I mean, he knows Wanda's magical, so who who cares? I yeah. Know, you know. Yeah. But the doctor announces that he is off to Bermuda. He's very excited for his trip. And then we see our lovely next door neighbor, Herb, cutting the bushes. And he starts to go a little too far and manages to cut through the cinder block gate that's between the two houses. Yeah, there's a little wall. I mean, it's just showing more and more that these residents there are a little off. That maybe they're like doing tax. It's like Sims. Like if, <laughs> if it like starts glitching or whatever, then what they're doing doesn't seem quite right. It's like you can't cook inside of the shower. I don't know why you're doing that. <laughs> also, strongest shears that have ever existed as they can cut not only through shrubbery, but through cement. <laughs> <laughs> and so as Vision walks back inside, Wanda's already bigger. Yes. She's like accelerated into like six months instead of four months. Heck yeah. And we see Vision start a wonderful journey on dad jokes where he sees a papaya and says, well, I can't wait until I am a papaya. I didn't put that two and two together. He is doing (laughs) dad jokes. Heck yeah. He is going right into the role. How dare he? Vision in the comics does not have super speed. Hmm. And in this episode specifically, we've seen him do it a little bit when he was, you know, in, at his job working in the first oh, episode sure. and in the second episode when he was doing the car trick. But this one, he's really doing super speed in this episode. And I'm not too sure if it's like a nod to Wanda's brother. Oh. Because that's not part of his super ability. I mean, most superheroes in comics have like the standard. They are a little faster, a little stronger, durable, but... He doesn't have super speed. But this is like speedster speed. Yeah. So it's a little weird that he's doing that. And it, it threw me off a little bit. I'm like, why is he doing that? Because the animation they're using as well, the effect they're using. I'm yeah. Like, it, it looks like her brother's speed a little sure. bit. Sure. So yeah. And like what? It, so Vision is beam from the head, can go through things and can fly. And he's also a super intelligent super computer. Intelligent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but speed? No. No. <laughs> I don't think he needs it. He's super strong and can phase through things. <laughs> he doesn't need that. So- now we see the lovely couple. They're putting it together their nursery. Yes. I wish I had Wanda's power. She's just sitting there eating while also just 
making everything do what it needs to do. Are you ready for my super stretch Easter egg? So she's standing there eating potato chips, right? Uh-huh. Which one might think are barbecue chips. But we know that in the movie, her and Vision together were cooking something with paprika. Uh-huh. You and I know that in many Eastern European countries, they eat paprika chips yeah. because of universal yums. Yeah. So the chips are not to them doing other domestic things like cooking in the kitchen. Interesting. And a nod to her Sokovia. I've decided they're not barbecue chips. They're paprika chips. Oh, so this is just you making up an Easter egg. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Just so you don't run with that, this is a hypothetical. But feasible. You are speculating wildly and I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> so in this one, it's also talked about how she's accelerated her her birthing, I guess. her. That's not the right word to use. Her developing her developing of children magically Mm -hmm. you know so during this very lovely couple's nursery scene we see wanda bringing butterflies to life that one that was in the commercial as well so she can make inanimate objects come to life so just like she did the town so i don't think her powers are just her powers are just really whatever she wants them to be at this point (laughs) it's in her reality it's wanda's world and we're just living in it basically (laughs) it's a wonderful wanda world Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're all in it delightful but this is where we first get their names Mm -hmm. and so vision and wanda are both kind of butting head one person wants billy the other one wants tommy which i freaked out when they finally i mean to hear these characters names like in a live action thing when you've been reading them for years i was like oh my god it's happening, <laughs> at least to some capacity. Yeah. So Billy and Tommy are the names that they're both wanting, assuming that there's one child. Yeah. And in this scene, there's lots of joy. And, you know, I think it goes back to the whole thing where everything that's happening in this town is attached to Wanda's emotions, right? So when things go bad or stressful, things fall down, things break. And when she's really happy, when they're talking about their future, they're talking about their children, you know, she brings these butterflies to life. And, you know, it's like when when she's happy and serene, more magical things are happening around her that Mm -hmm. are sweet and kind and joyful, just like her. This episode, not only was it in color, but it was just so like, the fact that they can really bring these characters into different eras and act like they're from that era and just completely loose cannon on it. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's so cool to see that both of them, their chemistry on even just more and more when we watch it in the show is just so cool. The fashion's great. I I love everything about this show. You can tell that they're just having so much fun with this. Yeah. And if you think about it, like every time they came into work, they got to live in a new world of these characters, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's not like doing one long arc, although there's an arc of the story, the sets are different. The clothes are different. It must be so much fun. True. So many different hairstyles. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I wasn't going to like 70... Papa Vision's hair. Mm. I saw it a little bit. I was like, I don't, not sure I like it, but it grew on me. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, I, I, this is fine. Yeah. I did like in the opening credits, she has pigtails and they're adorable. Oh, yeah, she does. She looks super cute. Yeah, that is really cute. I hope we get to see it. I think next week is going to be still in the 70s, maybe, maybe 80s. It's like teased out 80s, sort of, right? Yeah. So I'm super excited to see more of this fashion and everything. So while they're still in this nursery, back to the episode, Vision says this interesting line and, you know, he wants to name. The child after William Shakespeare. So Billy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because Tommy wouldn't make sense. No. Tom <laughs> Thomas Shakespeare. So, and he also says, all the world's a stage and the men and women are players. So it's 
interesting that he said that specific line because I feel like there's all these things, especially vision being vision Mm -hmm. and whatever capacity he is vision. It's a lot of visions in that sentence. He he knows something's wrong. Something in him keeps saying something's wrong. Yeah. And this is all going back to Wanda created this world and they're all just play pieces, little dolls in a dollhouse. So it's cool whenever these moments happen because it's like a passing comment. But it's like, why did he say that? Like, I get that he's connecting it to Billy's name. But it's just an interesting quote that he decided to pick from. Well, I also think it's interesting. Like, it's trying to place the whole thing, right? They're all players in this world that Wanda's created. Like, Vision, as we saw in that first scene where he was kind of questioning her being pregnant. It's like, oh, if he's just a player, if he's just like a hologram in her world, why is he becoming aware that it might not be right? Like, something's wrong, you know? It's, It's like that whole thing of like, you know, where did Jarvis go? You know, like in Age of Ultron, Jarvis was like, oh, everybody thought he said he's like, I just hid in a secret little pocket of cyberspace. And he's like, but I'm back. You know, so it's like, is Vision still in existence? Is is Jarvis in existence somewhere? Well, yeah, I mean, Vision is Jarvis now. Right. So I would, yeah, I, I wouldn't separate the two anymore because one, Paul Bettany played both of them. So it's like, <laughs> Jarvis is never coming back. He is right, Jarvis. Right, I'm just saying that ability that Jarvis had where they thought he was gone, he was really not gone. Yeah, I mean, if she can make fake butterflies become real butterflies i mean i'm assuming that she can bring people back yeah and also take them away if she wanted to mm. i mean that that's the thing about the show is i have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. i don't know how it works i don't know what the end game here is how the, the biggest mystery is why is wanda doing this how is she doing it and is this vision is he back like how and why and what is vision mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the biggest mystery so, I mean, I really hope we get these answers in the season because we're almost like halfway through the season. Yeah, I don't know how much into like how much of this is going to play out in present, quote unquote, present day. Yeah. So we get this after the nursery scene, we get a, a nice little like diaper changing moment, like Vision's practicing to be a dad. He's reading all these books and he's changing these diapers as fast as he can. And then so while he's changing the diapers at the table on this doll. Did you notice what Wanda was cutting up? Pineapple? Right. And who gave her a pineapple? Oh, it was Agnes. Yeah, Agnes in the yeah. first episode gave her a pineapple. So it's those little tiny details that they keep doing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, pineapple from the first season. Because this is literally like three days later yeah. from that. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, yeah, everything is like a day later, like literally pregnant overnight, nine months and two minutes kind of deal. Yeah, that's true because when... The doctor was at the house and they were talking, oh, he's, you know, four months. And Vision was like, oh, how about 12 hours? So when they first knew they were pregnant to now has been 12 hours. Yeah, Yikes. It's playing quite quickly. So the pineapple's still fresh. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So at this point, Wanda starts having contractions. Mm. And now we're seeing that the house starts shaking. So it's Braxton Hicks. At this point, but she goes so fast. It's like, is she going to labor? Is she not? What's Mm -hmm. happening? But the house starts freaking out. The pictures start swirling. Lights and stuff start flashing. That's not good. No. And we (laughs) even see that it starts affecting the whole neighborhood Mm -hmm. because we have a cut scene to Phil and Dottie, who we met in the last episode. Dottie comes in there and she's like, do these earrings make me look fat? And then all the lights go out and he's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) But I'm... Um, so we see that it's it's not just their house, it's everything. We don't know if Wanda's holding it all together, if she loses focus, does some things happen. Right. So it's interesting to see that, yeah, of course her emotions would be affecting everything, but like 
childbirth doesn't seem like an easy task to keep concentrating on a world. Yeah, she's keeping everything together right now. <laughs> Home decor, uh, plumbing, nosy neighbors. It's a lot. Yeah. Vision goes outside to go check to see if the neighborhood is affected by this. And when he comes back in, Wanda tells him, are people going to know it's me causing all this stuff? It's like, well, I think everybody already knows about you, Wanda, <laughs> but they're playing this game yeah. that you've made. And Vision starts putting some weird things together. He was like, you know, some weird things have been happening because he mm -hmm. saw that thing kind of weird thing with Herb. And then he was like, you know, the hearts and dinner, Herb. And you can see Wanda's like not liking that he's going this because he's starting to realize something's off. He even says something's not right here. Yeah. Again, it's like the music drops. Things get serious. The ca The camera focuses a little closely on their faces and you know that again that facade he's breaking through that facade again yeah it's not the whimsical sitcom no you know energy that you feel it's like it's coming back to real yeah. life and she doesn't like that <laughs> and then as he's saying all of this he sits on the couch and he looks at her and then slam He's back standing up again. Your internet needs the buffer. <laughs> you got like the wheel of death going on. But it's like really cool. They do like a VHS skip as if you had taped this on TV and there was a bad cut in your VHS tape. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I equated it to pushing that 10 second rewind. Yeah. On like Netflix or whatever. It just like skits back. So she rewound time again. A Wanda rewind. Yeah. And she's like, I'll give you another try, baby. <laughs> try again. But yeah, these moments are so they're chilling because... You're in this world. It's all whimsical. It's happy. It's of the time. It's a sitcom. Mm -hmm. And then it gets serious. And we're like, okay, we're going to find something out. Of course, if Wanda could prevent it, she's going to not let you know Absolutely. what's happening. So then he starts off again. And then the conversation's a little lighter. It's more about their hopes of what the babies will be. And, and well, at this point, it's one baby. And it's like, will the baby be human or thizzoid? Will he be a little bit of both? And then he says, if he's anything like his mama, he'll be perfect. Right, which is a call to Billy. <laughs> Billy, that's right. Yeah. Wiccan. Yeah, her her kid Billy is Wiccan in the comics, which is also a sorcerer. So it's if it's like his mama, Ooh, yeah. he'll be perfect. Yeah. And then she starts having contractions again. And I always love that in any sitcom, especially old ones, when there are contractions happening, you have to go. Mm -hmm. You have to do like the fake, horrible Lamaze breathing. Yeah. My mom has had six kids and I never heard her do that. <laughs> and of course, it's more like, he, he, who. <laughs> right. It's the super dramatic like animal grunting. Yeah. And then her water breaks. And ah! so does the ceiling. Yay. Water comes pouring down. Yeah. I, I like that. It was. It's funny because, you know. Her magic is connected to her emotions or however it's being connected. So whatever's happening to her is made physical. So that's a really cool touch that they did mm -hmm. to that. And then we go to a WandaVision commercial break. This commercial took me a good hot minute to understand. The other two, I was like, oh, I know exactly what this is doing. This yeah. one, I was like, can we rewind this real quick? I'm not, I don't know what happened. <laughs> we were like, at the end of it, the first time we were like, it says Hydra. <laughs> that, I just yeah. Don't. yeah done so in this commercial we have this mom and it's that typical like do you need a break do you need this we'll try this product and then everything's fixed for her so it's a hydra soak like soap powdered soap it's blue the only thing that i can say that this connects to aside from hydra and a few lines that they say is in 
in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the fourth season, there's like this alternate Coulson that's in there. Coulson was from the movies, if you remember Mm -hmm. him. He's in the first Avengers movie. He sadly died, but didn't. Uh, he talks about how Hydra had this like mind control memory erasing soap. So I'm like, okay, it's probably that. Like it's a funny nod to that. And the main line of the commercial is, do you need a break? Escape to a world all your own where your problems float away. And that is such a nod to exactly what Wanda is doing. Yeah. And it's even like the sort of like, I don't know, subtitle of the town or whatever you want to call it, like the town slogan, right? It's like Westview. And then it says, home is where you make it. She's literally making it She's home. literally making her home. She's literally created a world to escape all of her problems. Her, you know, vision dying, her brother dying. She's like, I've created this world. So, you know, there's the soap, but really the bigger message is like, this is what she's doing. Unless Hydra's given her this soap to do this, I don't know. I also took it as maybe that, you know, inner goddess that, you know, Hydra and the people that use the stones to give her her powers, per se, maybe they like unlocked something inside of her that was already there. And this could be a way that they can introduce mutants into the MCU mm. somehow. Like she already had these powers because it's to me, it's like, so she she got her powers from the Mind Stone, the same one that Vision did. And her powers just don't relate to the Mind Stone a lot. So they more relate to the Reality Stone or something like that. So it's interesting that, you know, her powers are just a little tiny different than what the the stone she got her powers from so i don't know there's a lot to unpack there and yeah like a two second commercial i mean i feel like with any of this stuff it's kind of like we can we're gonna just keep speculating and Mm -hmm. i think that's all we could do right now so maybe we've made some connections or maybe we've just you know made up some fan fiction (laughs) that'd be great (laughs) all right when we come back to our happily expecting couple, they are huddled underneath their dining room table. Their shag rugs are soaked. Mm-hmm. Everything's mm-hmm. disgusting. What a mess. Wanda has a little flourish, opens their back door, lets the breeze in, and fully blow dries their entire home. I mean, I wish I had that. It's like a super Dyson. Oh, my God. We <laughs> had a flood once. It was terrible. <laughs> God, it's you've been so watching easy. too much Big Mouth. Lola! <laughs> Good God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so she's in labor now and Vision has to go get the doctor. I don't know what the end game here was because the doctor was just there and it's like four months. And then it's like, you know, what? I'm just going to get the doctor anyway because. Yeah. He's know. like, don't tell anyone, but we got to tell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to see this woman that you said was four months, but now she's actually nine months and she's about to have babies like 10 minutes later. So Vish. Good luck. Yeah. So Vision leaves, runs, which is interesting that he's also doing that one. He could just fly. Who you think you is? Quicksilver? (laughs) (laughs) And while Vision's gone, Wanda hears this weird noise in the nursery. She's going to go check it out. Doorbell rings. Geraldine is there. Geraldine! It seems like Geraldine is always popping up when Vision's not there. Mm. And Wanda's just alone. Mm -hmm. So I find that interesting. I mean, we know from who her character is that she's... A sword agent. Sword. So maybe she's trying to figure out what's happening. So And it's easier when Wanda's alone. Exactly. Maybe she's trying to get her to break it. Who mm-hmm. knows? So she shows up there because she needs a bucket to bail herself out because her house rained too. <laughs> it happened to everybody, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so to cover, there's this whole gag throughout this whole scene where Wanda kind of puts on a jacket to try and hold her little, well, her big pregnant belly at this point in time. And every time she has a contraction, it changes. So she has like, starts with a blue coat, then a yellow parka, then a fur coat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she comes out and it's adorable. And then Geraldine gets her bucket, but still has a story to share about her time at the office and 
and how she was a temp, but now she's hired. And throughout this whole thing, the stork that was recently painted on the baby room's wall comes trotting out. It looks a little menacing, and I don't know if they did that on purpose, but... Or is that just what storks look like? Yeah, I have no idea what a stork looks like. <laughs> a crane of some sort, an evil crane. Yeah, well, the wooden ones on people's lawns are much bigger. They're at least six feet tall. So at least this one was like a three-footer. So as Geraldine is telling Wanda the story, she's trying to poof the stork away. And you see that signature scarlet you know, magic in there, but it's not working, mm. which is interesting. I'm not sure why it wouldn't be working. Right. So I guess maybe we'll find out why that's happening. Yeah. There's a funny moment where she throws a piece of fruit at the stork and it like chatters away. And then Geraldine acts a little weird. Like she kind of snapped out of character for a little bit. She's mm-hmm. like, what was that noise? Did you hear that noise? And she spoke normally. Mm-hmm. She didn't speak like for, of the time. Yeah. So that was weird too. And then Wanda kind of takes her back into it. Geraldine pretty much says, oh, with my promotion, I need office supplies. Do you still have them in that guest room? It's like. How do you know that, Geraldine, at this point? <laughs> Listen, everybody in this town is all up in everybody else's business. So everyone's so nosy between Agnes and Geraldine and everybody else. They have no boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> no boundaries. <laughs> no, no boundaries at all. They go in there. The ruse is unrused because she sees Roused. the nursery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's deroused. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my. Wrong word. <laughs> so she sees that she's pregnant at this point. She's like, what? You're pregnant? Because Wanda goes into labor full on. She is now in labor. And the only person there is Geraldine because apparently it's taking Vision a very long time to get this doctor back. Yes. And we do have this cutscene where the, the doctor's car is pooped out. Vision throws him on his back. He's running there. As he's running there, I guess, Geraldine lays Wanda on the floor. And Wanda... Gives birth. <laughs> yeah, she gives birth. And while this is happening, pictures are spinning, chandeliers are falling. It's just mayhem inside the Vision residence. Yeah, we get another, I want to call it like reality break, where Wanda is saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. How am I supposed to do this? And Geraldine, which I think is Monica at this point, she looks at her very intently and she's like, you can do this. And I was like, ah, chills. Because <laughs> also like you're the one doing it. Yeah, she's like, you just created this You're whole world. This. <laughs> you brought this upon yourself. You gave me this outfit. Okay, it's adorable. <laughs> so out pops Tommy. Yay. Yay. She has one baby and Vision comes in with the doctor in tow. And it's all good. The yep. baby's born. No mess. <laughs> Nothing. And as Vision goes in to give her a little congratulatory kiss, she screams in his face because guess what? It's twins, people. I thought this part was so funny. Just the look, because, you know, they're about to be like, oh, we're parents now. And she starts screaming, and he's like, what? Yes. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> so then out comes Billy. Yay. So we got Billy and Tommy, which is like these things of maybe because Tommy and Billy got put into her head, maybe she had one baby at first, or who you know, who knows at mm-hmm. this point. Right. And maybe like somehow she manifested two kids. Throughout this series so far, we've seen a lot of like children, you know, themes and people saying stuff. And then there's also been like twin motifs Mm. sprinkled throughout too. Mm. So maybe it was just always meant to be. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting that it's like, oh, now I have twins. I mean, the doctor was just basically able to tell her that she was pregnant. So there could have been two babies in there all along. That is true. He just put the stethoscope to (laughs) her belly and was like, yeah, you're pregnant. pregnant. (laughs) Yes, we surmise that. Well, he's probably not even a real doctor. (laughs) I'm not even a real doctor. I don't know who I am, damn it. I'm the Dr. Nielsen rating system. I'm crazy. 
So the happy couple now, they want to be with their babies. Vision goes and, you know, to let the doctor out. And the doctor says a very interesting line too, that, you know, Vision's telling him, oh, have fun on your vacation. And he's like, you can't escape here. Yeah. What are you talking about? These small towns, it's hard to escape. And like, that's like an interesting word, right? It's like, it's like hard to get out of here. No, it's hard to escape Mm -hmm. because we're trapped here. And this final scene of the show There's two things happening at once. Oh, my God. So we'll focus on one just to make it easier to talk about and for you to follow along, even if you've seen it. Right. So we'll start with Vision, what's happening with him. Yeah. So he releases the doctor to go not on vacation. Mm -hmm. And as he does that, Agnes is chatting with Hugh over the cut through concrete border. Yeah. And they're kind of whispering and, and you hear things of like, what is she doing here? You Where know, was Geraldine? Right. What's going on? You're like, what's happening? So he's coming up to them. He's like, hey, guys, what's going on? What are you talking about? And final, finally, Agnes says to him, well, asks him, is Geraldine inside with Wanda? And then she goes on to say, she's new to this town, isn't she? She doesn't have a home. Yeah, she's trying to get him to be suspicious or realize something about Geraldine that right. everybody else knows. So I, we're kind of seeing here that everybody else has been planted in this town, mm-hmm. but Geraldine is sort of an outsider. Right. Or she's infiltrated something. And Agnes and Herb and I don't know who else knows this. Yeah. Because she specifically wants him to know she doesn't have a home. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, hey, look for her house. Yeah. She doesn't have one. <laughs> and, and Vision even asks, he's like, what do you mean she has no home? Exactly. And, and Herb starts to go, she came here because we're all, we're all, we're all dot, dot, nervous. dot. Yeah. yeah. And then Agnes goes, stop it. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, well, I better get going. And, you know, because something about her husband playing that role again. That's right. She says that macrame is not going to hitch itself. <laughs> I knew you would like that line. Well, we all remember that I had a very near, um, you know, incident with macrame earlier in quarantine where I thought I was going to take it up. Yeah. I didn't. You did not. But maybe I am because of madness. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to point out before we leave them and go on to the final scene that Agnes has worn this uh, brooch mm-hmm. or this pendant yeah. this entire time. You see it's either a locket or it's on one of her outfits. Yeah. This was the first episode where you really got to see it because it's in color and it's more you know, defined. Yeah. And it looks like it could be three witches on it, but the middle one definitely has a scythe. So death or something. So, eh. But there's three of them. And I'm like, that looks a lot like Agatha Harkness's pendant from the comics. So- who knows what Aggie's freaking endgame is here or what she's doing or even if she is a part of this. So Can I just say this? Yeah. I really hope we get more Catherine Hahn. Like, I would love it. Like, I, like, I know she's not going to have her own movie or whatever, but like if she popped up in another Avengers movie in the future, that would be bomb. I mean, if she is who we think she is, she could possibly be in the Doctor Strange movie. So mm. because she is a sorceress. Multiverse of madness. Yeah. So back in the house. Bam. With Geraldine and Wanda. Yes. So they are both kind of looking at the two boys who are like in some sort of bassinet out in the living room. And we see this moment where Wanda is sort of in her own head and seems to say something out loud, which you seems like a very private thought. But she says to Geraldine, I'm a twin. I had a brother. His name was Pietro. And what I notice here is you mentioned this before with Geraldine and you notice it with Wanda when things sort of get serious or she comes back, her false sitcom voice of that era 
drops. Yeah. And she becomes Wanda mm-hmm. from the Same Avenger thing with movies Geraldine. Again. Yeah. Right. So you see when there are those moments where this is the fake like if I've created and then this is reality. Mm-hmm. And so before we get away from that, this is literally the first time that Petro has been mentioned since his death in Ultron. Mm. And I have some, you know, theories about that or like, was this secret to the Avengers? Like, did Wanda ask them, you know, hey, let's not talk about it because mm. it's it's a very private thing for Wanda to go through. Right. And maybe she hasn't dealt with it this mm. entire time. Maybe that's why she hasn't mentioned her brother since now. But it for her to even say his name, we have not heard that name in years. Yeah. I thought they just forgot about him. But I am I like that even if they did forget about him or never want to talk about him because of contract issues, I like that now it's a more powerful thing. Absolutely. And then she sings this Sorkovian lullaby to mm-hmm. the kids. And that's when Geraldine starts poking where she probably shouldn't have been, been poking. Yeah. And, and so she says flat out, he was killed by Ultron. Ah! wasn't he and she's like what did you just say and in that moment here is where we see like the greatness of lizzie olsen she's crying and a tear drops down her face and it's just like just gotta twitch that lower eyelid to make it fall so good so good but then she turns into menacing scarlet witch i wanted so she does this like head tilt thing Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like a Scarlet Witch thing or if, you know, Lizzie Olsen decided to do that for the character. But that's like something that she's like made her own for the character. And every time she does that, that's like the don't fuck with me. Don't underestimate me. What the fuck are you talking about type of thing? Because that's like Wanda. Like yeah. she's don't mess with her. No way. Geraldine. And then, you know, if she starts to bring her hands up and do kooky fingers, <laughs> things are going to happen, people. But she doesn't. But they do have a bit of a back and forth. She says to her, what did you say about Pietro? And then like Monica sort of tries to backtrack and she's like, oh, um, no, nothing. Don't be like that. I'm saying you're strong. Ha ha ha. And she's like, I think you should leave. Yeah. And then she notices her necklace. Yeah. That has a sword pendant. I mean, like if you're going undercover, right? Like maybe don't wear. But that's the thing. I don't think that Geraldine put that on. Mm. You know, when Wanda changes the eras, people might just get the clothes or whatever it's on them. Like we saw the beekeeper had the sword logo on it. We saw the helicopter had the sword logo on it. Right. So I think it's her, like her defenses pointing out like, ah. this is a sword agent. This person doesn't belong here with that motif. Oh, it's like there. her white blood cell system again happening. Yes. <laughs> I am convinced that that's what's happening. It's all in her body. <laughs> so Vision comes back inside and he's like, where's Geraldine? And she's like, oh, she had to go. Boop. Cut to real West view, I guess, from the outside. It does not look as nice. No, it doesn't. It's very dark, too. Mm -hmm. And Geraldine, now Monica, I'm assuming, gets thrown out of some TV-type staticky portal. Mm -hmm. And we see a bunch of S.W.O.R.D. agents come and surround her because S.W.O.R.D. has a place on a perimeter. A lot like the, the Thor movie around Mjolnir. Oh. So I thought that was cool, too. I also think it's interesting that when she comes out of Wanda's you know, town, she's still in the 70s clothes. Yeah. She hasn't changed back into anything. So it's like what she wasn't there, that reality came out into this world. Mm -hmm. And that's where we leave her. Yeah. I think it's the part where Herb was starting to kind of tell Vision what's happening. At that moment, Wanda and Geraldine were butting heads. So I'm curious if since Wanda's focus was on that, 
and her defenses were down and she was singing that Sarkovian lullaby that whatever might be preventing these people from maybe talking to vision or trying to get out or whatever was starting to waver a little bit. Yeah. So I think that's that was a pretty interesting thing. Yeah, you figure if she's actually tapping into the reality of her past, she's losing her hold on this current fantasy she's created. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we'll be in the late 70s slash early 80s next yeah. episode. Right? Yeah, we're going to have to see where they take us in these next couple episodes. I, I feel like there's a lot more chilling moments, a lot more revealing moments mm-hmm. coming up, but, you know... Part of me wants to get somewhere, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm liking these, but the, since they're 30 minutes and they're kind of, they're really quick, we only get a little bit of what's really going on and it's really building the suspense and mystery and I love it. Mm-hmm. But a part of me is also like, can yeah. we get a little bit more? Like, I felt like in the first episode, we had one little instance at the dinner table where things were breaking. In the second episode, we had two instances. We had the helicopter and we had the scene with Dottie. In this one... We had the instance of Vision rewinding, this whole big thing with Geraldine, and then Geraldine getting shot out. So at least in these three episodes- And Herb and the Doctor right. mentioning things. Yeah. So at least in, in the the journey of these three episodes, we are having more time in that break of maybe seeing what's going on between these two worlds. So I'm hoping that still progresses as time goes on. Because I agree. I'm like, I'm enjoying the sitcom base of it, but I think that it would be kind of cool to know what's going on outside and a little clue to why this is happening. Yeah, there's also- f- from what I'm assuming from the stills that I've seen or even the trailer, Geraldine is back in, mm-hmm. you know, with them in like the next episode, I'm assuming. So it's, I'm going to be curious to see how that works out. Maybe Wanda can't do anything because she can't blow her cover, that she blew her out of there. So yeah, we're super excited to see what happens. For sure. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that <laughs> next week, we have to go into our special segment, Mystery Marvels. <laughs> You guys, every time he does that, he puts his hands on his hips and turns to the side. It's a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, I am bringing you all a rookie from the 1992 cards named Kailun. Okay. He looks sort of like half man, half beast. He has some sort of long hair happening, furry shoulders. He's got two swords. He's pretty cool looking. Sounds like a Nightcrawler ripoff to me. Ooh. So his real name is Colin McKay. His group affiliation is Excalibur. Yes, the British team again. British. His first appearance was Excalibur number two uh, in November 1988. So he has one of the highest power ratings we've seen on our show so far. His fighting ability is a six. Okay. That's pretty good. If you're going to have two swords, I would assume that it would be high. Three each. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So here is his little bio. Young Colin McKay was a normal child growing up in Scotland. I almost went to a Scottish, but I didn't. (laughs) Until a change encounter with the extra dimensional widget changed Colin's life forever. That was a fidget spinner in 92. (laughs) Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) Traveling to the planet Erath, not Earth, Erath. (laughs) 
He was magically transformed into the savage swordsman known as Kailun, wielding the twin mystical blades of Zria, capable of slashing any evil menace and possessing the mutant ability to imitate any sound. Kailun now vanquishes villainy alongside the British superhero team Excalibur. And I want to give you a little taste. This is his quote. Are you ready for? Oh my god! I are you hate ready these. for his quote? Yeah. His quote is: "Splorch, flop, plop, yak, bok." Sazam. No, it's not. Swear. <laughs> what does that mean? Is that just the sounds? The sounds of the universe. Okay. That's what he do. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yep. So that's our rookie. I don't like that at all. Everything about that person I am not here for. The question is, he was a rookie. Did he make it past rookie? I've never heard of him. I don't think so, so either. <laughs> He was a little blip on the 92 radar, but that was it, folks. Did you hear his quote? No wonder he didn't make it far. <clears throat> Do you want me to say it again? No, please Okay, no. splorch. Oh, no, <laughs> All right, next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.